0: Letting go of people that don't serve you and following your purpose and this, that, and the other. It sounds good, but it sounds boring. Cause you know some people come from that fun lifestyle, the club and, and the alcohol and, mm-hmm. and they think that's fun. Yeah. And it's fun to them. And they are they're like, Well, now that you clean your life up, it sounds a little boring. I don't know if it's worth
1: it. What would you say to that? It's like the matrix. Whenever you're in it, you don't see it. But then you yeah. get to the other side. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like I don't wanna leave. Yeah, exactly. And I get that. Like party Caitlin 20-something-year-old Caitlin, who was <laughs> living for the nightlife and drinking, I get it. It was fun. I had great times, like, made many memories. Mm-hmm. But waking up the next day, feeling hungover and unfulfilled because I didn't pursue my passions and I just felt empty, that was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So being on the other side. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming where we talk all
0: about elevation, growth, healing, positivity, and ultimately becoming the person that God created you to be, who you are destined to be, becoming a woman of God, becoming the man of God, becoming the alpha male, becoming, 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 (laughs) all things becoming, right? And today we're going to talk about learning what your purpose is, how to find your purpose. I know some of us, especially my age, we don't know what our purpose is, and we have a lot of questions. How do you find that? How do you know what God put you here for? And um, this episode, I hope that we can add a lot of value to help you navigate through that. So please welcome to the stage Ms. Caitlin Foxworth. How you Yay, feel?
1: So happy to be here.
0: Okay, good. So we're going to get right into it, Let okay? Do it. So how would you say you found your purpose? Take me back to before you found it. What did that look like?
1: So there's so many personal development books. I mean, purpose-driven life and like how to discover and find your purpose. So whenever I was at a seminar and I heard the word purpose, I was a young entrepreneur and I was doing network marketing at the time. So I knew my purpose was to be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know in what arena. So at first, whenever I was given the idea of a purpose, I was like, holy crap, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I need to go and find it yesterday. (laughs) Really? Yes. I thought there was some kind of urgency behind it. But I think your title is so perfect because it's called Becoming, Mm. which shows there's an evolution to that. Absolutely. So it's not about today or tomorrow or anything definite. It's about letting yourself become and eventually your purpose will come. Yeah. And it's never going to be the same at all seasons of your life. Whenever I first became an entrepreneur, I wasn't a mom. So my purpose then was very different. I was focused on making money for myself helping other people, and being there for my husband because I was learning how to become a wife. Mm -hmm. Now, as an entrepreneur and a wife and a mom, my purpose is very different. I want to see how I can build my businesses to have time with my kids and have it serve my husband. So your purpose is ever-evolving. It's going to change. So I think the biggest thing is being okay with that. How do
0: you identify when it changes and how to um, go with that change?
1: That's a really good question. So... For me personally, I had to give myself grace in all seasons. Mm. And just because I did something one way yesterday and that's not working today, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that that's a failure. It just means that I'm changing and I'm growing and growth is a good thing because you talk to so many people and they're like, oh, well, you're not at that job anymore or you're not in school anymore. And they're looking at you attached to what you were doing in the past. Mm. And just because you're not doing it anymore, they make it sound like it's a bad thing when in actuality it's not. You may be in a different season of your life for a really good reason. So learning to be okay with that change is really important. Yeah.
0: I would say, um, for me, my experience was, like, just be of service. Just mm. start, even though you you may not know what um, specifically it is, mm-hmm. what your purpose is, just
1: start serving. That's so And good. it'll just come to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the more you give value to other people and serve other people, the more you'll realize, like, holy cow, I actually enjoy doing this. You love the feedback other people are giving you. So that's a great way to find your purpose, too, is by adding value to other people, serving them, and seeing what do you offer them and give them that they're not getting anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Who was Caitlin before she found her purpose?
1: (laughs) Caitlin was somebody who thought her purpose was found in the club, what? drinking having fun like uh-huh. anybody that knew me knew i was a fun person because okay. i was attached to the beer tower and buying them drinks okay and having fun in nightlife so caitlin before she knew what her own purpose was was attached to that party identifier the girl that was having a good time on the weekends and yes she was a hustler but she was spending that money in all the wrong areas and mm. with all the wrong Were relationships. Were you still an
0: entrepreneur then? I was. So okay.
1: So I worked very hard during the week to party very hard on the weekend. Uh. I mean, if you know what a bachelor is, like I was the girl version of that. Okay. Driving a Camaro. That's how I live my life.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So you was like the, the fun. You was in the streets. Different
1: than the <laughs> mom you see nowadays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow so how did where did that transition and that transformation happen for you what people came in and what things you, did you have to let go of like how did that kumbaya moment if
1: I'm 100% honest it's all because of God Okay. So whenever that transition started to happen, I started to go to this non-denominational church on my college campus. Okay. And every time I would go, I would start to regret a few of the decisions that I made on the weekends. And not that I was doing anything terrible, snorting cocaine or anything. Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) But I was just like, maybe my time could have been better spent reading a book or focusing on myself and not necessarily pleasing others. So ah. the more I went to this church, like even just a coffee shop that was attached to the church and spent time in the word of God, the more I was like, hmm, maybe I should start to let go of that old party, Caitlin, and start to focus on who God's really trying to show me who I really am. And I'm so glad I did because layer by layer, I was stripped away of all those old things and truly able to walk into my purpose um, that led me to who I am today. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned people pleasing.
1: What, what was that? That was doing everything because everybody else liked it. Yeah. So people yeah. my age, um, they like to go out. So, okay, if I'm reading a good book, I'll put the good book on hold to go out and please yes. the people that wanted to go. And it me driving them wherever they wanted to go and me having a good time because that's what they were looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. Regardless of the plans that I had, the goals that I had, and the personal desires that I had, I was just so focused on what would be. Be beneficial to them, Mm -hmm. that I didn't even focus on my own goals. And that could be family. That was friends. That was family. And then in my early twenties, whenever I started to focus on my purpose and myself, that's when I started to say, it's okay to be selfish. Like I'm going to do what I want to do and be okay with that unapologetically. So at the time I had a boyfriend that I was dating for five years, thought I was going to marry this guy. Uh And I was hustling hard to invest money into his DJ career, but he wasn't taking it serious. So I made a decision to end that relationship, which meant I had more time on my hands. I had time to focus on my personal goals and my business, and I'm very happy I did because I got bold with my prayers. And I said, okay, God, if I'm ending and closing this door that doesn't serve me, I want you to open up another door that does serve me times 10. So I got very bold and specific with my prayers and the man of God that I wanted to walk into my life, and God showed up and showed out and answered those prayers.
0: That's really good. I know a lot of... um Younger people, we tend to hold on to things that don't serve us. Yep. Like relationships, especially. Mm -hmm. We get in relationships and we stay so long. And I think it's because sometimes it's rooted in childhood trauma where we please the people that abuse us. So we take those same characteristics into our adult life Mm -hmm. and we continue to stay in environments that aren't beneficial to us. You're right about Um, that. So how was, was that a challenge for you to let go of that boyfriend and how did you how did you like, okay, Caitlin, like this is not serving you. I got to get out.
1: It was a challenge for a while, but the more I like got into my life and have him help me do it, that's where my strength came from. Okay. So if I'm being a hundred percent honest with your viewers in October, he and I got in a fight. So it was like a fist fight. Um, I drove home in my Camaro bloody and wow. went to file charges and told uh, myself, my mom, everybody, this is the end of the relationship. Um, doesn't matter if he hit me first or I hit him first. Like, I'm done. I don't deserve this. That was in October. You stayed. I did. So November, December, Christmas comes. We're still together. Um, January, February, March, April, all that's passing, and we're still together. And I'm trying to make him somebody I want him to be.
0: Yes. And change him. Yes. Instead of just Ooh.
1: understanding. Because like. <laughs> she's speaking to me right now. <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to change him. And I'm like, look this personal development book changed my life and my mindset why don't you read it and yeah oh yeah I'll read it and then he's still doing the same old same old so I'm expecting change from him instead of just accepting the fact that he is who he is yes and shutting that door so yes I think that summer I in like July-ish yeah July I said okay God I'm gonna close this chapter no matter what it looks like like yes we've been together for five years yeah I got a promise ring on my hand for whatever that means but if you say there's better out there for me, then I will trust you in that. So I changed the screensaver on my phone to Dory Just Keep Swimming. I what? <laughs> I was like, we got to keep going. I, um I ended that relationship. And I put in my prayer book, I had a puppy prayer book at the time, I said, I want a man like DePaul. DePaul was my mentor in the network marketing business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I saw- But you put his name in the journal? I got bold. I got specific. But I said, like DePaul. Okay. I told God in my book, I said, I want a guy like DePaul who's going to open doors for me, who's going to be driven- goal oriented, not worried about doing what every other young person is doing yeah. and be just a true Southern gentleman and serve me and like love God. Mm-hmm. Cause I was dragging this boyfriend of five years to church with me and literally dragging yeah. him. So there was no growth in the spiritual aspect either. So I put that in my prayer book in July In August DePaul started texting me and calling me more. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do business partners actually talk this much or mm-hmm. does he like me or something? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to play around with it because he and I were business partners And that ex-boyfriend still kept trying to come back. But when you're stuck in a toxic relationship, that's kind of what you feed off of. You let go, you miss him, you accept him back, and it's a cycle that's hard to get out of. Right. But because I told myself and God I was not going back, I didn't go back. And then at the end of August, DePaul started asking me on dates, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So not only do I get a man like DePaul, I get DePaul himself. And that was my first, like, oh, my God, God, you're so real. You over-delivered on this one. Wow. You...
0: Put his name in the book. That's I did. still like, wow. Okay, good. Yep. Good for y'all. I did not know that. <laughs> that's our story. Or that's wow. how
1: Caitlin and DeFaul got together. Yeah. So
0: that the promises to God hit different. Like mm-hmm. when you you can promise yourself something, but I think so many times we let ourselves down and we're used to it that we don't keep our own promises. But when you say, God, if you get me out of this, yep. I promise this. It's like, okay, I can't. I can't (laughs) back down on that. So I'm glad, you know, you kept that promise to God that if he would guide you into a man that loved you. 100%. It wasn't easy.
1: It was not easy. Um, Whenever it happened, the ex-boyfriend tried anything in his power to get me back. But because I made that promise to God and myself, I knew there was no going back. So Mm -hmm. I just wished him peace and peace for myself and had hopes that whatever happened next would be better.
0: Yeah, and I had that same experience with trying to control someone to and mold them into what I wanted them to be I wanted them to be in personal development and self-healing and working out and eating right and it backfired on me bad really really bad and so now I'm learning that was my lesson in that season Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm learning that you just observe somebody for who they are and you you make an impact where you can Mm -hmm. but don't try to mold them and then place them in your life accordingly if you choose to keep them you know it might not be aligned mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that the people you come in contact with you're aligned with them spiritually and physically you have yeah. the same goals and things like that 100%. and it'll work out better what about letting go of friends how was how that for you like transitioning from the party life into a more spiritually inclined life where you had goals and you, you had visions and things like that how did you let go of those friends that didn't
1: have those same goals with with that people pleasing aspect in your head like Oh, I'll be happy to answer that through another story as well, but I want to hit home on something for you too, because you said you experienced that too, like uh-huh. trying to control somebody else. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's a spiritual thing that's very deeply rooted in South Louisiana. It's really? It's called the Jezebel spirit. A lot of people have it. I had it. I pray about it all the time. Wait, what is it called? The Jezebel spirit. Jezebel spirit. So a lot of women operate out of a spirit of manipulation and control where they try to control certain people or certain situations to benefit them or to... Make things better, or we could easily manipulate ourselves into thinking we're doing it for the greater good Mm -hmm. for a certain situation Mm -hmm. or relationship. But if you are trying to control things, it's never for good. So I have to realize that as a woman, that anytime I find myself trying to control a situation, manipulate a person, that's coming from the Jezebel spirit. That I just have to pray against and say, "Okay, God, you have your way, even if things are out of control, out of my hands, you have your way." So just wanted to touch on that. Okay. What
0: about the friends?
1: The friend situation. That was tough because I had to have that conversation like, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it really wasn't them. Like, even though they were living a party lifestyle and having fun on the weekends, doing what your typical Louisiana person does on the weekends, nothing's wrong with that. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not affecting them. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, it was affecting me. Mm -hmm. So I had to let go of those things. Mm -hmm. And it was personal boundaries that I set for myself. And it did hurt people in the end, unintentionally. Um, so I had to realize that even though I make certain decisions in my life, it's going to offend people. It's going to yeah, hurt people. Yeah. But then I shouldn't people please them right. and stay to that. Stay true to that old Caitlin that I'm trying to let go of just to keep them happy. So at the end of the day, <laughs> it, may, it meant me spending less time with them, less contact with them, and doing more of what pleased me. But that's what serves me into getting me into the higher level that I want it to be. Yeah. And a mentor of mine gave a really good example of – think about it like a spinning wheel. You want to spin in different levels of life. As you spin and go higher and higher, people are naturally going to fall off. So you have to be okay with that. So anytime me and my husband are going to another level, we'll easily see friends and family members that we have that were once close to us starting to spin off. And it's not anything that we're doing mm-hmm. that's um, intentionally hurting them. It's just the next level that we're going to We. We can't take them and the things associated with that person to that level. And like I said, it may not even be bad stuff. Right. It's just right. if we're having these million dollar conversations because we want to be at that next level, we can't stay talking at a thousand dollar a month level or whatever right. it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had that same experience. I really? feel like we have so many similar experiences. <laughs> but like especially in high school, I um like my whole awakening happened very young, you yeah. know. So <clears throat> having those friends that had those, we had common interests, mm-hmm. you know, and when those interests change, it's, we can't have fun together anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, we we're spending less time together mm-hmm. and things like that. I had to have a lot of conversations too, and they went pretty well. Um, Now I feel like those friends that I had to let go of, they start to see how it looks after mm-hmm. and they start to catch on they're like, Oh, this lifestyle change helped her in so many ways. Let me see if this works for me. So now I'll even talk to some of them still and they'll talk about how they're healing and their have they have goals going on. And I'm just I'm happy that it's working out like that, even though I had to not so cut them off, but yeah. just kinda
1: let them go a little bit for my own benefit and for me to evolve. You hit so. the nail on the head whenever you said. Later on, they looked back and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's why she did X, Y, yeah. And Z." Yeah, that's so true. Because
0: at first, they feel like they're entitled.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: we're supposed to be friends. Like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And when you're like, "Well, our lifestyles just don't align anymore," they yeah. they get mad. Absolutely. Or, yeah. So it can be a scary thing, especially when you you want to people please. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And that's where that selfish thing comes in. Do you think there's um, a thing such as like overly
1: selfish? Um... I think you could, you can, and you should be selfish whenever you have big goals and passions and personal desires, but whenever you start to operate out of selfishness for pride or the wrong reasons, then it becomes a problem, but if you're just being selfish to protect personal boundaries that you have, then there's nothing wrong with that, and like you said, people don't normally see it in the middle of it or while you're making that decision, but then they look back and they see why you made the decisions that you made. So yeah. a personal example for me is a year and a half ago almost, I can't believe it's been that long, when we made the decision to leave Louisiana and move to Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of feedback. You can't do that to the grandparents. They love those grandbabies. Uh-huh. And you can't because we're so family-oriented and it takes a village. And I get that. I, I love that and I respect that. But at the same time, God gave me a vision. And if I want that vision to come to fruition and to pass – And for me to flourish into who he's created and called me to be, Mm -hmm. I have to make this decision for me and my family. And at the time, a lot of people thought it was my husband controlling me and they couldn't understand why this Louisiana girl was leaving her roots. But I was leaving my roots because God called me to. Yeah. So do I want to say no to God and yes to people? Right, right. Or do I want to please God and not man? Yeah. So I made a decision then to do it. And when I tell you, when I got to Orlando in the U-Haul, it felt like I had arrived to the promised land. I didn't see any of the blessings that God had for me then, but I could feel it, and I knew I made the right decision. So even though you could look at that situation and say, she is so selfish, she took those grandbabies away from the grandparents, and she left her family, Um, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is I travel home at least once a month so the grandkids can be with the grandparents. Mm -hmm. I'm giving opportunities to my kids that they would not have ever gotten to have if it wasn't for us making this decision to move. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are happy and doing business opportunities that we wouldn't have been able to have if we were here. So that selfish move was the best move. That's good. That's real good.
0: And what would you say to the people that they're like, oh, yeah, um Letting go of people that don't serve you and following your purpose and this, that, and the other. It sounds good, but it sounds boring. Because, you know, some people come from that fun lifestyle, the club and and the alcohol. And and they think that's fun. Yeah. And it's fun to them. And they're like, well, now that you clean your life up, it sounds a little boring. I don't know if it's worth it. What would you say to that? It's
1: like the Matrix. Whenever you're in it, you don't see it. But then you get to the other side. And it's so beautiful. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to leave. Yeah, exactly. And I get that. Like, party, Caitlin. 20-something-year-old Caitlin who was (laughs) living for the nightlife and drinking, I get it. It was fun. I had great times, like, made many memories. Mm -hmm. But waking up the next day, feeling hungover and unfulfilled because I didn't pursue my passions and I just felt empty, that was not fun. Yeah. So being on the other side, and yes, I have business problems. I have business stresses. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. I'd rather deal with those problems than the problems that were associated and the ones that were keeping me empty. Because being on the other side, I'm fulfilled in so many more areas mm. that it can't even compare yeah. to the previous life that I was yeah. live. So I would encourage somebody to just take that next step. Let go of that relationship. Let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to that's going to take you to that next level. And once you do, you'll feel the momentum and the motivation mm-hmm. from that one piece that you'll just naturally keep going yeah. and then look back like us and yeah. say oh my gosh it was worth it. It was
0: worth it. And people get stuck in that cuz they're comfortable. They're mm-hmm. comfortable where they are. They're like they they're scared of change. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to break up with him cuz I don't know what comes after this, yep. you know, or I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. People don't know people don't know themselves, so they don't want to be alone. They rather have that attention that mm-hmm. fills that void or whatever it is that's filling the void.
1: But that's also a spiritual thing too. Uh, So if you just say... Girl, it's hitting us with the spiritual (laughs) stuff. like yes, I like to look at the world in a spiritual lens and not a physical lens because yes, yes, physically we're here, but everything is operating from a spiritual. So if I'm in that situation, I'm going to say, Lord, please remove this spirit of comfort, remove this spirit of uh, familiarity, and help me seek what you have for me versus me just hanging on to only what I see. And then once you let go of that... God's going to start to operate within you and show mm-hmm. you relationships and resources that you have around you for you to let go of those yeah. old chains. To and you have to be willing to do you. it. Exactly.
0: You have to be willing to do it. And I think also walking in your purpose and letting go of things that don't serve you comes with the level of obedience that some people aren't ready for.
1: Cause it's scary. It's like yeah. a video game. Like, yay, I accomplished this level, but then level two is 10 times harder, but level two's reward is 10 times greater than level yes, one.
0: Yes. 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 Good. Well, how did you learn how to set those boundaries with those people?
1: Number one, I had to realize that boundaries are actually a thing Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't just let people walk all over you and do whatever it is that they want without you actually saying something and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. So figuring out, like, what are your values and what are your morals as a person that Mm -hmm. you're going to accept? And
0: first they'll have to get to know themselves. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. And realize that that's going to change, too, because whenever I graduated high school, my values were okay. I need to learn to do things for me and not because other people just want to ride in my car or hang out with me because in high school, I was the person who had all the parties. I was the person who put things together. And then I realized, um, why am I doing this for everybody else or for myself? So I had to start to draw those boundaries. But then college, Caitlin, was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then mom, Caitlin, was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So my boundaries changed based off of who I was, the seasons that I was in, and the relationships that I had, too. And not everybody's going to understand or respect that. Mm -hmm. But you have to be okay with that and walk in that. So, like, in motherhood, when I first became a mom, it was stressful learning how to breastfeed and take care of a newborn and still be a wife and still be a business owner. So old Caitlin used to just pop up at anybody's house, hey, how you doing, walk on in. I think that's also a Southern thing too. Mm -hmm. But being newly married and with a newborn, I had to start to respect other people's boundaries in order for them to respect mine because I didn't want anybody just walking in my house and coming over uninvited. So I had to let family and friends know what these boundaries are. How
0: did you do that? Like, how do you set a boundary? Because I know a lot of people, they feel like, especially younger generation with their parents Mm -hmm. like you can't talk to me that way or I don't I don't like it when you hit me or things like that how how do you go about setting a boundary and expecting them to like come back at you but being prepared to take it and still reinforce that boundary what does that look like
1: operate in the spirit say God you give me the words to speak before I even say it so that they can respect it, and I don't react, I respond. Mm, because a lot of times we what's react. What's the difference? Yeah, sometimes we react, we pop off. That's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of responding in respect to our parents yeah. or whoever it is. Yeah. So you definitely have to say it and communicate it, but ask God for the words to speak. I used to think that if I just act a certain way, they'll start to understand what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case because you and I can see things completely different. If you're looking at a Rubik's Cube on one side and I'm looking at a Rubik's Cube on the other side, we're both looking at the same Rubik's Cube. You see red and blue. I see yellow and orange. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. We're looking at the same Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Different perspective. So have to be clear. Correct. So be clear and speak whatever those boundaries are and then expect – To respond and not react. Mm. Especially when it's family members. That Mm -hmm. can be whenever it hurts the most. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be prepared. And I don't rely on my own strength. I always pray about it. So in that instance, with me becoming a new mom, I had to tell my mom, my sister, any family members that want to come over and visit the baby, I love that, and I'm happy that you want to be with your family. Mm-hmm. But please call me in advance, text me in advance, make sure I respond before you just come over. Yeah. It's not that I don't want to be with you, it's just I could be in the middle of taking a nap after not sleeping all night, yes. breastfeeding or something private. Yes, yes. So if you can respect my boundaries, I'd be happy to have you over. Yeah. Now whenever you do communicate your response to that person I like to say expect the worst so then you're not caught off guard by whatever right, happens. Right,
0: especially in the South.
1: Yeah, so whether yeah. it's physical, verbal, yeah. or an emotional person ignoring you, like expect the worst, but then if something happens and it's good, be grateful for that response, mm. and then acknowledge that. And let's say, worst case scenario, you do get a bad response from that person because not everybody's listening to podcasts and trying to personalize. Right. On themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you do get that 99% chance of a bad response from somebody, expect that, but still you respond out of respect. So whenever I got negative feedback from family and friends about the move, Mm -hmm. I didn't end any relationships. I didn't cut anybody off. I didn't verbally combat them. Mm -hmm. I said, I understand where you're coming from. Family is so important. Maybe you'll see why I'm doing what I'm doing later on. I still love you. Mm. Time passes. They see that, you know, our family's doing great. Yeah. They see why we made the move. Great. No relationships are hurt in the making, even though they may have said hurtful things. Pray to forgive them. Life goes on. Yeah, it takes
0: a level of faith, too, to yes. know that God is just going to work it out. You just, he will. You just have to take the step to set the boundary.
1: So even whenever we can't see it and things are ugly and it might be getting physical or verbally abusive, step away, know that God's going to take care of the situation. And sometimes when you can't communicate to somebody what you want to communicate to them, God's always working. Yeah, So he's going to get it through to them. So yes. sometimes you have to step away from that situation for the message to be communicated. Okay, that's so good. So, so good. I'm happy you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So now, in this new life, you know all of these things, and you know about boundaries, and you know about respect, and the lifestyle that you want to live. Would you say that a problem you face now is being overly analytical?
1: It's a problem I faced then, and I still face now.
0: I I have that problem. (laughs) Like, I... Like, all the new relationships that come into my life sometimes, I'll try to look for all the wrong things they do. Just, Mm. like, just show me that red flag so I know if you're you're here to stay or go. Well,
1: what you're looking for, you will find. So I would encourage you to change that perspective. So with every opportunity I get, every new day I have, I can't go searching for the bad thing because it's going to present itself. But if I'm searching for the good thing, I'm going to see it. Yeah. And I feel like that's
0: also a, maybe a wall I have up. Like I, I'm yeah. so guarded now because mm-hmm. I know so many things. And it's like okay, I can't I can't consume this, and mm-hmm. I don't want to. And now I'm like okay, you showing me you this person, uh-uh, you there, and I have the problem with flowing. Yeah, just, just letting it flow and letting people reveal themselves to me in time.
1: Well, I love that you've acknowledged it because obviously it comes from past trauma. Yeah. So now that you're aware of it, you're yeah. going to slowly start to change it. But don't be like me and think that it's going to change tomorrow. Give yourself grace. It will take time. It's going to take relationships. It's going to take things happening and then you having a hiccup and having to apologize for things to get better. But that's life. That's what it's about. Mm. So for me, I used to always have to be the one to end the conversation first because of past trauma. So if you called me and we're having a conversation, I'm going to hang up first. Or if it's an ex-boyfriend, what? I don't know. I just had, I was I was a very in control woman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it was weird. It was very weird. Where like I was gonna hang up first. If you were gonna hurt me, I was gonna hurt you first. Uh. So it was past trauma. So when I brought that into my marriage and to just see it operate in different relationships, I had, I was like, you. I was aware of it. Then I slowly began to give myself grace and work on it and realize, like, Caitlin, you don't have to be the one to hurt somebody first. Because they may not actually hurt you. Yeah. Don't just assume that person's out there. Yes, to hit you. Yes. So for you, don't assume everybody has like a bad quirk about them. Uh-huh. There's good in a lot of people. So go out there and search for that good versus looking for that one bad thing. Okay. And I, just flow. Just Yeah, flow. just flow. That's, and, that would just flow. What does flow start with? <laughs> what letter does flow start with? F. Yes. What else starts with F? Free. And faith. Faith. Yeah, oh, so have <laughs> faith. Know that God's giving you these relationships and these resources, so he's not sending you vengeful people. Mm. He's sending you really mm. good relationships. So have faith in all that they do. Whenever I was very analytical, I tried to do a lot on my own, and it was way more stressful than me just flowing and having faith in God working it all out. That's good. So where can people go if they want to find you? If you want to find me, you can find me on social media, um, kfox Money. My husband is D-Fox Money. We help business... You, uh, oh,
0: she's shouting her husband out. That's a good woman. It. Woman of so God. We
1: were like, why are you K-Fox Money? <laughs> not leaving a husband out. No, he's D-Fox Money. I'm K-Fox Money. And we help business owners and entrepreneurs get access to $100,000 to $300,000 in business funding. Okay. So that's what our business purpose is right now. Um, but I also help homemakers become money makers. So stay-at-home moms who want to make money.
0: Okay. So on social
1: media, it's K-Fox Money. Um, now you're also an author. I am an author. That's how my personal development journey really kickstarted in 2019. I wrote my first vegan book, which I I killed my father's killer, how what you're eating can be killing you too. Mm -hmm. Um, And the personal development series, his health, wellness, finances, relationships, and spiritual growth too. And you just released a mental health one. Correct. That one is I killed my own killer. I was one click away from dying because even though your viewers are watching this on social media, social media is great, but just like, There's things with great things. There's things with, that's a great Mm thing. So over-consuming social media, comparing yourself to certain things, and then our kids having social media in the palm of their hands 24-7. So that book just really brings about awareness to social media, how it's not going anywhere, and how we can just find balance in life using it.
0: Okay. Do they have a link they can go to for that?
1: Yes. If you go to uh, kfoxworth.com, you'll see the tab that says books, and um, all of the books are listed there. Okay. we can put a promo in there for you watching this on Christiana's podcast. Um, what do you want the word to be? Becoming. Becoming. Because they're becoming. Period. <laughs> there we go. So if you put in the word becoming, you can not only get one book, but you can get two. So level up your health and wellness, but also your spiritual, your That's mental good. growth as well. That's a
0: good deal. Really good. Okay.
1: And anything else you have going on? I always have something going on. I'm currently growing a baby, businesses, all that. Okay. Well, (laughs) if you want to stay in the loop with everything that we have going on with business funding or starting your own business and personal development, you can definitely find me on social media and I'd be happy to follow you along with the journey and just keep following Christiana because she's amazing. She's a true example of a young person leveling up, which is very hard to find in today's world. But whenever you do great things and great blessings come your way. So I can't wait to watch all that. I receive all that. (laughs) I
0: receive it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank y'all for watching. Um, I hope this helped you in so many ways. I know that you letting go of something that doesn't serve you. It's not an overnight thing and I don't want you to expect it to be. There's going to be some learning and um, reprogramming you have to do, but just continue to have faith in God one and, and trust yourself um, continue to have conversations with yourself. Okay. I'm choosing to love myself. I'm choosing to grow above this. I'm going higher. I cannot let, I can't take these people with me. I can't please them. I have to set these boundaries and, and go through it. Like it, it's not going to be pretty, you know, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for you, but it is completely worth it on the other side. Like we said, it's so beautiful. So, um, feel free to, re- free to reach out to me. You have my social media handle. Cause I know y'all follow me. Um, uh, <laughs> And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode.